I'm Lauren. And I'm Ashley. And this, guys, is Nip Tuck Pod. We are your girl chat. We say the things you want to hear, the things that you're thinking but you don't want to say out loud. And we're all about being strong, aspirational women who basically don't give a... Uh, Lauren, anyway, if you want unfiltered chat, amazing beauty and product recommendations, then look no further, guys. This is the podcast where you will get all of the girly chat. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. It is hard. Lockdown is hard. And all I keep saying is these fucking idiots doing the conga in their street. Like, how come I'm missing my baby niece sitting up for the first time? And there are fucking people doing the conga in Warrington. Everybody and welcome to the second episode of Vicky Patterson: The Secret Two. I just wanted to start this week's podcast by saying a huge, huge thank you. Um, the first episode came out last week of Vicky Patterson: The Secret Two: Surviving Love in Lockdown, um, and the response we received was amazing. I don't know if anyone knows it, but I've been working on a podcast for about two years now, <laughs> um, and. For one reason or another, it's just never came to fruition. I think mostly because I've just been super nervous. I've been working in TV for like 10 years, and that is a space that I understand. But podcasting, it's a new, scary, and overwhelming realm. Um, And it already had so many exciting and successful ones in. So I just felt like... I don't know. I, I didn't think that anyone would listen to what I had to say or anyone would be bothered about me ranting for an hour. And the fact that our first podcast made the top 10 charts and got in to the number five in the comedy charts, just, it proper, it proper made us feel so happy. I'm buzzing like an old fridge, to be honest. I'm just so thrilled that you guys liked it and you gave us your seal of approval. I got very emotional. So I just want to say a big thank you. I hope you liked last week's and hope you're going to enjoy this week's. This week we are looking at dealing with the lows of lockdown (laughs) Um, and we've got two wonderful guests. We've got Russell Kane who's one of my all-time favourite comedians and also my fantastic life coach Bill. Um, You might not know this but I have got a life coach. I'm not a wanker, I'm just one of these people who who believes that you need to talk about your feelings and and sort of have someone there to guide you sometimes I think and I've been really selfish and kept them all to myself for a while but I think uh, I think it's about time I shared these pearls of wisdom I mean I don't know about you guys but I am just riding this corona coaster of emotions and holding on for dear life like I'm just taking every day as it comes so some days I wake up and I'm full of energy and I'm taking everything in my stride uh literally blitz the flat clean the skirt and boards with an earbud learn learn to bake banana bread sit down do a tiktok speak to all my friends i'm winning and the next day i'm ugly crying into a bottle of wine before 12 o'clock because i miss people that i don't even really like 
One half of us is like, Vicky, relax, it's balance. And the other part of us is like, you're on the verge of a mental breakdown. <laughs> and I just want to know that I'm not on my own, that everyone else is experiencing these ups and downs. But you wouldn't think they were if you look on social media. And I suppose that that brings us to like my secret to surviving the laws of lockdown. Someone once told me ages ago that comparison is the thief of joy. And I never really understood what they meant until now. And it resonates with me so much at the moment. The thing is, like, people aren't posting their tough moments on Instagram. They're only posting their wins. So they might be having rows with the fella. They might be crying because they've gained the COVID 10 pounds. They might be stressed out and sick of their kids and hiding in the cupboard with a bottle of wine. But all they're posting is their good moments. So stop comparing yourself to Sandra and our green juice and our Zoom call with our pals and our giving birth to avocados on Instagram and just focus on you. And if you are having a good day, that's amazing. But if you are having a bad day, that's fine because I bet you there are other people having them too. And I'm just telling you that I'm having them as well. So yeah, that's how I'm dealing with the lows. Just focus on you and don't compare yourself to anyone else. What we are going through at the moment, it's like nothing none of us have ever known before and there's completely no rule book on how to deal with it right. Some days I literally don't want to get out of bed. I just feel so, so down, so blue. There's no other word for it. Like I'm sad. I miss me mum and me sister so much and I'm so pissed off that I'm missing all these fucking adorable little milestones that my brand new niece is going through. She sat up for the first time the other day like, God knows when I'm next going to be able to see her. She'll be doing her GCSEs or something before I next see her. And I miss me granddad. And I'm scared for everybody. And I'm worried about the NHS. And Urkan is an adorable man. But God, it's wearing thin in this two-bedroom flat. It is hard. It is hard. Lockdown is hard. And all I keep saying is these fucking idiots doing the conga in their street. Like, how come I'm missing my baby niece sitting up for the first time? And there are fucking people doing the conga in Warrington. Just come on. It is so stressful and hard at the moment. And I can't be the only person who is feeling like this, who is experiencing these lows. So please, if you are in the same boat as me, I feel better just after saying that to you. I feel better for getting it off my chest. So I encourage you all. I implore you all. <laughs> share your feelings. Share your frustrations. Talk about how you're doing. Because, uh, because we are, as cheesy as it sounds, all in this together. <laughs> so now it's time to introduce my old friend, the wonderful, the hilarious Russell Kane. Welcome, buddy. How are you doing? What's going on? I'm all right, thank you. I actually feel like this is a real shame that we're doing a podcast today and no one can see you because not only are you in a super fucking fancy room, you also yeah. look really fit today, Russell. Yeah. Well, before before I doing this, I knew you were coming on, so I got a bit of a fucking pump on. Get <laughs> <laughs> a hundred girls in that. I've got more phones than the fucking British Army. <laughs> For anyone who didn't know, Russell does one of the best and most offensive impressions of me ever. <laughs> <laughs> <Fucking spelling> Gary. <laughs> I've actually known you for so long now. I know, it's, it's embarrassing really, isn't it? Let's pretend it's five years, then we'll both seem younger. 
Well, I mean, you look like a fetus right now. You look so good. Lockdown's obviously <laughs> doing you well. I can't cope. I'm like a wrinkled old raisin with anxiety, but you look Nonsense. fresh. <laughs> Nonsense. Uh, well, my, my number one tip that I've been giving to to all the uh, girls, and, and I've got the mother-in-law on it and the wife, you can make uh-huh. it at home. It wastes, people waste so much money on expensive skin products and stuff, but the best result I've ever had face mask wise, it's not going to be something rude. Don't worry. No, I was is, like, uh, <laughs> do we want to hear this? It only works for two at once. No, it's a. Uh, <laughs> Sounds like a good Saturday. Uh, raw honey. Get what? a raw honey, tablespoon of that, bit of aloe vera, a little bit of lavender. There's so many bugs and amazing stuff in raw honey. I know I sound like some fake ass homeopath, but besides. You sound like raw, Gwyneth Paltrow, if I'm honest. Raw honey Trust me, exfoliate, put some raw honey on your face for 15 minutes. You will be glowing. No way. So what, like direct from the bees? Direct. It's, it's, you buy raw, unprocessed, unfiltered honey. You can get it on Amazon. You can get it in the mm. supermarkets, um, some supermarkets, but you'll get some online. And then mm. you just put you can put it on toast and eat it, of course, and it's good for your mm-hmm. throat and your digestive system. You can put it in um, like a pot, mix up with a little bit of aloe vera, makes a face mask. Trust me, honestly, I never had so many skin compliments. It's the cheapest thing I've ever done in my entire life. <laughs> I mean, I'm trying really hard not to say it. you've changed, Russell, but this is like not what I was expecting from you today. <laughs> well, I haven't. I, honestly, I haven't. I'm from, I'm from Essex. If anything, I've toned it down. <laughs> okay. I wanted to work out whereabouts you are on this yep. Corona coaster that we're all riding at the moment. So I've got a, I've devised a little quiz. Would you like to take part? Yes, please. Okay. Question number one. Have you watched Tiger King? Yes, I have watched Tiger King and I've caught up on the Louis Theroux one as well afterwards just to see because on iPlayer at the moment, there's Louis Theroux interviewing the Tiger King from 2011. So that's a good thing to watch afterwards. I was so inspired by Tiger King that I've adopted a a new kitten, which I will, you know. (laughs) One thing you know when you get me, I bring the pussy. So uh, by the end of the... (laughs) By the end of this, I will show you Terry, my new Burmese cat, and I've been tr- clicker oh. training him. So I've been, I felt like a sort of miniature tiger <laughs> with a new cat. It's really helped saying- with everything we're going to talk about. I know, like, not everyone's in a position to adopt a pet or to even own a pet, or what, depending on what space they're living in. But my God, it's definitely got me through. There's something Honestly. about cats and dogs if they just keep your head straight, because no matter how much of a bad day you're having, they don't mm. speak English, they don't speak human but they, you have a relationship with them that's sort of comforting and it's just something about it. You know, when you just never normally want to kill a pet, you can sort of go out and just have unless a you, stroke, Unless stroke. you're Joe Exotic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or Ted Bundy <laughs> warming up. <laughs> just, just really getting fired up. I was talking the other day about you and I didn't have you pegged as a cat person. I'm, I'm cat and dog. I'm definitely, I'm bi- bipetual, definitely. Oh, uh, oh, I have nice. a... I've got a pug called Colin and a kitten called Terry. I've had cats since I moved out. I moved out at 22, 25 properly. And I've always kept, no matter how manic my life has been, when I've been working all day, doing gigs at night, I've always had at least cats. I couldn't live without you, animal company. I couldn't. Do you find it really soothing? Yeah. Well, it's it's a medical fact. It can lower the stress. 10 minutes of, this sounds so rude, 10 minutes of stroking a cat each day can lower <laughs> can lower it does lower your stress it just does you see when people come in unless they're not cat people yeah they, you sort of chill straight away you know what it I, is i always thought like dogs don't get us wrong like there's an un, like unbridled sense of loyalty they're so happy to see you they see you as the master master they're subservient but with cats i always kind of felt like they think they're doing us a favor by being in our presence 
But people don't realise this. You have to train a cat just like you train a dog. So a lot of people think, oh, it's just a cat. What's the difference between a Burmese cat or a mixed breed cat or a Persian cat? Whereas it's as different as getting a Rottweiler or a Shih Tzu. They've all got different temperaments. Mm. And they also need to be socialised and trained. So you see a lot of people playing with kittens and the kittens sort of clawing and biting the hand, playing around, mm. and they think it's cute. But you've got to correct that. So if you bring it up and train it like a dog to be obedient with affection, it, it would be just the same. But my kitten's four months old. It already sits, high fives, all that stuff. No way. Yeah. I might do a demo for you. (laughs) I just couldn't handle with the judgment I feel like you get from a cat. Like a dog's just like (laughs) super happy to see you, but I feel like a cat's like, it's fucking you again, is it? Like I just feel like cats are too much. My anxiety would be through the roof. And I've got I've got a pug as well. So a pug is sort of an animal in between the two, really, because I've trained my pug to do like little tricks like dance and do all this stuff. And it's more impressive than people give it credit for because if you've got a border collie or a German shepherd, I expect that fucker to be doing tricks. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Like, I'll work got... free, mate. Keep your tricks. I'm just happy to be in a job. Whereas the He's got the like, limbs for it, hasn't he? You know what I mean? A pug's like, give me a whole steak and I might shit in the hallway as a compromise. <laughs> Next question. Have you baked anything? Yes, I have. What, what you baked? I baked? I was reading the paper the other day and there was an article in there with someone getting angry about who's bought all the yeast because – Right at the beginning, when everyone thought bread was going to run out, everyone went yeah. out and bought fucking yeast, including people like like my cousin. Like, she'll be like, do you know what? I'm just going to buy yeast. Whose biggest culinary decision she ever made was, shall I have barbecue sauce or Chinese chicken dip without fucking uh, drunk barbecue? Like, she, she never cooked bread in her life. What are you doing with yeast, Lauren? Absolutely nothing. She probably put some fucking canister into the loaf as well, just to be on the safe side. So you tell but, us um, Lauren bought all the yeast. Yeah, so... Yeast-free bread I looked up, and apparently soda bread, which is one of the nicest breads you can make, is mm. so piss-easy to make. Ooh. Just a bit of flour, a bit of baking soda, a bit mm-hmm. of milk, squirt of lemon juice, a couple of other ingredients, bang, in the oven, delicious Irish-style bread mm. one hour later. Ooh, nice. So I've been baking my soda bread and passing it around. Oh, lovely. I found, what about you? I found bacon proper soothing, really common during this time. So I've been doing all sorts. I've been one of them knobheads who's done banana bread. I've right. been... But did you bake before this, though? Well, I did MasterChef, didn't I, last year? Yeah. So I kind of got the bug a little bit, um, but it's surprisingly... Yeah, it was Salmonella but... the bug you got, wasn't it? You were chucked off the show. <laughs> no, I did fucking well. If it wasn't for Greg Rutherford, the ginger bastard, I would have won that. I know. <laughs> <laughs> um... pretty jealous he could get a tan, so he's chucked you off. <laughs> oh, God, he gets a tan as well. He's just good at everything. Um, but yeah, I've, I, I put my own little twist on it. I added raspberries as well, so I didn't feel quite like I was completely on the bandwagon. But That's yeah, difficult. Baking with raspberries is difficult because the moisture comes out of them. Correct, yeah. You... Well, with, with banana bread, God, this is really boring, everyone. I'm so sorry. It's meant to be mm. a really moist loaf anyway, so it didn't, <laughs> it didn't, it didn't really affect you know it. That would be a fucking wicked name for your next volume of memoir. Vicky Patterson, Moist Loaf. <laughs> Um, I'll uh, I'll get that uh, wrote up sharply. <laughs> um, next question: Have you done? You should, do you know what? You should fucking do a, a cooking YouTube channel. It would be funny, but like get think? a little bit sambuca'd beforehand and be slightly aggressive when you're doing it. I, I, it would be viral as fuck. <laughs> you have the fuck out of a shepherd's pie, fucking raw bellend. <laughs> I honestly just don't feel like there'd be much cooking done. I did like a, a live at the weekend where I sort of made a cocktail. And like before I knew it, I went full Geordie Shaw. Like that's that's a part of my life I've totally closed the chapter on. But I was like, the pressure got to us and I reverted to what 
I suppose it must be my default setting. And I just started like nailing drinks and calling everyone felons. And I was like, Jesus Christ, what's wrong with you? The Northeast has got a similar thing to my neck of the woods where I'm from. I mean, I've I've got a degree in English for Christ's sake, a first. Yeah, as soon as I've got two drinks in me, I'm like, do you know what I mean? Like, fucking look at the bangs on that. It's in the (laughs) DNA. It it runs. A corner of the country with the Northeast as well as Essex, massive stereotypes that seem to to call me back to them when I've had a drink. Yeah. It's the weirdest thing. There's oh, I can totally relate. Steroid injecting, fake tanning, speaking like a fucking moron. And yet, as soon as I've had two drinks, that's it. I'm orange, I'm orange and swearing like a navvy. It's weird. <laughs> You've got a blue WKD in one hand. Yeah. <laughs> and a bird in the other. And I think, I think um, no, matter, no matter what you've done with your life, no matter what you've um, achieved with your life, no matter where you've gone, when you've had a few drinks, you, you're sort of, my personally, my reset point is about 18, 19 years old, whatever that accent was, whatever that educational level was, <laughs> you drop back to that. All the stuff you've built on top of it drifts away. Uh, that's why I'm a mess in Ibiza. <laughs> I think it's something that's just been ingrained in work in those years where you did most of your development. Maybe, so, yeah, yeah, like the minute I have a drink, like MasterChef, like progressing my career, winning the jungle – being 32, a better person, it all just goes out the window and I just literally want to slut drop and smash. It's awful. (laughs) Exactly. Cracking night though, isn't it? (laughs) Yeah, but I mean... It's it's not it's not good the next day. The anxiety's just ten times. It won't be good worse. if you're on the dance floor going, look at the air in that fucking butter. Oh, and look at my moist loaf. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, that works for both. That's one. <laughs> hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass!" So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. It. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Have you, Russell, done an online exercise class? Looking at them guns, it feels like it's all you've been doing in lockdown. I'm a late bloomer. I <laughs> joined an online... I got this weird phobia, which is why I've never been to a gym in my life. I mean, obviously, I've been once or twice when, just to try it. I mm. can't go in gyms. I just can't use them. And I don't know if it's a phobia or being a stand-up. We're so self-conscious and self-analysing the whole time. But I can't exercise if someone's watching me at all even Lindsay my other half if she can see through a gap in the door and I'm doing the exercise I can't finish the exercise I have to be completely unobserved because <laughs> I'm just I feel like you know that last rep where you need to go I can't do yeah. that if someone's watching I just simply can't so I've tried personal trainers I've tried all of that and they don't believe me they just think I don't want to do the work I'm like 
you need to email me a PDF of what to do, trust <laughs> I'm doing it, and then six weeks, take my measurements, take my weight, but none of them will ever do it. So in the end, <laughs> I joined a website called, it's called Athlean. It's an American one with Jeff Cavalier. And it's like a monthly training courses. Right. I've converted the shed in my garden. I've got mm -hmm. pull-up bars in there and weights, and I'm happy as anything then. And I have, yeah. to have, I have to have something interesting on. I can't work out to music. I have to be watching, you know, something that makes me laugh. Even even if it's Britain's Got Talent, anything mm. just on a screen so that I don't notice I'm doing exercise. That's my regime. So, yeah, mm. I'm not doing like Joe Wicks or anything, but I have joined this athlete place, and I, and I love it. To be honest with you, that hour in the shed is mm -hmm. my only hour i get to myself <laughs> you've uh, got a house room, used to be mine because i've got a four-year-old daughter this could be invaded at any moment but the shed it, i'm allowed to have which is quite generous oh. really after, after paying for stuff isn't it <laughs> yeah but i suppose you have filled this house with not on like not that mina's unnecessary she's obviously great but i mean you filled it with terry and colin yeah. you've only got yourself to blame for having I no know. space really mate i'm having one child though mina is i'm telling you now she's just i've got she's twins in one head she's just a, a head spinning attention junkie high energy mental bastard but now and again i just put some holy water on the forehead just to check <laughs> oh, that, i know that's gonna sizzle <laughs> but she's gonna be half you and half Lindsay, obviously and no. i've met i've met Lindsay, and she's so lovely she's so down to earth she's proper like northern lass i've got so I much time that. for her yeah and you're like this like like Essex ball of energy like yeah. what did you expect your child was going to be subdued I calm <laughs> I know it's the worst of both worlds isn't it she'll probably be attractive like Lindsay and an attention junkie like me that ends on a pole <laughs> you know where to stick the notes lads <laughs> oh we can only no you never know she might go into stand up like a dad um, um, well, we're trying to we're trying to because of what, not because I'm this morally superior person and everyone does what they think is right for their kids, okay? Regardless of what I say on stage, I'm only ever messing around. But for me personally, I'm trying to keep her fate. Like, you can't get a picture of my daughter. So far, five years, you cannot see what she, it's impossible for anyone to find out what she looks like unless they actually stalk my house. I've just kept her face offline because I want her to understand the implications of that step before she takes it. Now, I might only make 11, 12, 13, 14 years old before she takes that step. But mm. at the moment, she's too young to understand if I'm doing like, here's funny selfies, here's my daughter for likes. For yeah. me, it's just not a step I'm willing to take because of what I do. But at the moment, everything's great. You know, All I've got to do is go for a, a speeding light or park in the wrong place or not be social distancing. And then I'll be on the front of the Daily Mail with an aubergine in my mouth and my life will be over. And <laughs> Lindsay and her are part of that. Lindsay's very much doesn't like being in front of the camera. Yes, you, yeah. you can find some red carpet events where she stood next to me, but other than that, you just you won't. You know, she hates it. She's she's the total opposite to me. But that's perfectly like understandable wanting to be protective of of her because I think there's arguments for and against. Like I understand if it was someone like me who's lived our life essentially in front of the camera, I think mm. people would feel robbed if I had a baby or a child and they didn't get to know them almost like intimately. But for you, like it's a, it's totally different and you've got every right to protect that. Um, yeah. I, I mean, fair play. Yeah, I think I think it's a really sensible move. I think I think I'm just being cautious, if you know what I mean. Um, I just I just want you know, the way like we, we've grown up now and the way we think about, I don't know, sugar and cigarettes and all the things that our parents didn't understand properly. And they were fucking like smoking in the lounge and filling us full of Fredo, Freddo's and stuff because they didn't know any better. Good times. Good times. There's, there's this <laughs> nagging thing at the back of my brain. What if social media and digital exposure 
is that in 20 years time and we have a generation of kids going i don't care if you didn't know any better mum you yeah. fucked my life up Aye. and you'll get kids who, i mean i'm probably being totally over the top but it just feels like something that is, is on the cards as something that we think's perfectly fine now but turns out to be well you'll know what this social yeah. media world and this exposure world is like oh, there's God. something toxic about it in too much self-reflection so you just think you know what if so i'm just playing it cautious but you know she'll probably be on instagram by the time she's seven so i don't know why I'm <laughs> have like um, a really successful YouTube account reviewing toys <laughs> no but I don't I think there's a lot of gravity in what you're saying like we are the guinea pig generation for social media and I know myself at times my relationship with it is really unhealthy and I've spotted patterns that I don't like in myself and I've spotted characteristics starting to pop up like the first thing I do in the morning for example is check my social media not me yeah. whatsapp I'm not making sure my mum's all right. I'm not yeah. saying how my brand new niece is. Right. I'm not answer. reading, yeah, not checking up on current affairs, Russell. I am going to see how many likes my last picture got. That, I'm very honest just... with you to say that. I, I mean, sometimes I don't even switch. You know, the alarm goes off and I roll over out of airplane mode and boom, on, onto Instagram. I was like, did that just fucking happen? Grow up, granddad. Like, what am I doing? <laughs> no, do you know what I mean? It is fucking pathetic, really. But it's um, got but a the, in my it? head, I've squared it the same way you have is because that I mean, it's literally my my income. The more I'm putting funny stuff online and people like it, I mean, I've got nothing else at the moment, so it's even more important. That I'm making these funny videos and things for when the theatres reopen in January. Hopefully, mm -hmm. um, people will come back to the theatres and see me. And so, if I'm not putting stuff out there, not just podcasts like this, but you know, funny memes and photos and caning videos these little rants i do then i can't pay my bills next year so that's the way i square it in my head yeah. before slipping into stuff that's obviously got nothing to do with it yeah but like here's a funny yeah. picture of a squirrel which no one gives a shit about and someone said something underneath <laughs> that's offended me and i can't wait to have an argument with them online and then I <laughs> delete the whole post because i'm paranoid i was too aggressive in my response and then i pretend i've got someone from my pr that runs my account so they deleted it for me but no one does it was me yeah, the fucking circles i run around in it's like, I'm, squirrel. it's like I'm looking in the mirror, Russell, like I completely identify with everything you're saying. It's bad. I've, I've, I've not downloaded TikTok. I've avoided TikTok. <gasps> oh, my God. I've Good for you. Because I, I don't need anything else in my life. Instagram's I'm bad I'm too enough. old. If I can do a funny music old. thing, I'll stick it on, on. Yeah, but you think that I've seen a lot of people in their 30s and 40s on TikTok. I've got a rule, yeah? There should be, mm. as you join TikTok, you have to put government ID in. And if your mm -hmm. ID registers that you're over 30, you get a screen mm -hmm. that says, fuck off, and it shuts down. <laughs> you're just not allowed to join. <laughs> I don't want to watch a hilarious couple making it work in lockdown by doing mm. a funny dance, unless it ends yeah. with them smashing their heads through a window and being injured. <laughs> I cannot watch one more couple do that. I just mm. flip the switch, and then they're both, no. like, and the, and the fella's in a dress. It's like, it's done, mate. I've seen oh, it. No. I'm I not off. Can we watch Tiger King? Really? Why don't you actually make a bandwagon out of wood and climb on it, you unoriginal <laughs> fuck? <laughs> I'm going to take out that question about TikTok then. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> have you ever worn, well, in lockdown, have you worn your pyjamas for a whole day? No shower, no change. Let's be real now. I don't really have pyjamas. I just do T-shirt and joggers. They are my pyjamas. Mm. That is what I'm in right now. No shoes jogging bottoms and t-shirt my washing basket is taking two weeks to fill up <laughs> do you know what i mean it's like oh my god i wore these socks in march it's only because i'm running out of underwear and socks that i'm doing washing but the washing basket is that full because it's just joggers and t-shirts and if i have to do something like 
I'd, I'd just do like a, a news thing like I did yesterday. Mm. I would simply put a suit jacket over this and go oh. into the garden and film it, then hang it back up and stay in this and go to bed in this and cook in this. So it's really, I'm just not wearing anything. Yeah. My daughter literally doesn't wear anything. She's far, She just will not wear fucking clothes. She's so <laughs> nearly five now. That's really not helping your whole, um, her ending up on a pole. Oh, I know. She's like, I'm naked, watch me dance. I'm like, oh, please, please wear clothes. Please enjoy less attention. <laughs> That's the last time you say that. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Oh, um, God. I'm finding that I am spending a lot of time in, so there's a lot of like oversized t-shirts, there's a lot of baggy jumpers, there's a lot of hoodies in the wash. But because my only um, form of any sort of work at the moment is Zoom call related or Instagram live related, I'm not wearing any pants. I haven't worn pants for ages. Are you using pants in the American sense or or British sense? Do you mean trousers? Yeah, I mean trousers. Yeah, yeah. I've got knickers on. Don't worry That's about what that. I meant. Because pants yeah. to, to me still means underwear. I just can't. Does I it? can't call trousers pants. Pants. Like we're living in an episode of Friends. Pants <laughs> well, underwear. It's also a Geordie thing. Trousers does, does, is just too much effort for us up there. <laughs> oh, do you, have you? Do you always say pants in Geordie land? Oh, is that what, yeah, is it? yeah. Really. Didn't so we that. have we have um, a dinner at lunchtime. Oh, they um, do that. That's that's up here as well. That blows my fucking is, mind. That is. Is it? Yeah, my father-in-law's like, I'll come over for dinner. I'm like, I'll see you at 6 p.m. Stop speaking. I'll see you at 6 p.m. <laughs> <laughs> I'll come over for my lunch at dinner time. You've just said lunch. Clearly giving away. You actually believe it's lunchtime. And then you get this one. What's a dinner lady then? That's their, that's their favourite argument. Oh, yeah. Oh, I've been there. Food. Yeah, so it's really confusing here. So you have dinner at lunchtime. Do you have like a sidewalk? Just walk on the sidewalk with your cell phone in your pants no, and that. It's, it's a path. What do you call it? Oh, yeah, Puff, yeah. So, so we're having a my daughter, my poor daughter's accent is like, you know, the thing that lives in the basement in Goonies? That's what, <laughs> that's what my daughter's accent is like. She oh, goes no. upstairs, she goes upstairs to have mm-hmm. a bath. Oh, no. Nah. Upstairs, mummy, to have a bath. Not oh, upstairs. Pull up in. What are you doing to our man? (laughs) If I can just hang on to bath and path, I'll be happy. Well, yeah. Um, But, yeah, it's Mummy and Russell. My name's Russell up here. Not Russell, but Russell. R-O-O-S-E-L-L. Russell. I don't mind the name Russell. It's just not fucking mine, is it? (laughs) My survey says... We all, we always worry, like Erkan is Turkish Cypriot and from Southeast London, and I'm obviously 110% Geordie. So he asked me the other week, he's like, what will what children sound like? And I was like, fucked up to answer you in like a short answer. <laughs> so fucked up. I really Does he hope- have any problems with how his name's pronounced then? Does that, uh... I mean, uh, actually, tra- traditionally his name is Erjan. But Erjan, um, yeah, for me, it's always just... It's spelt with a C, so it's Erkan. Um, so yeah, I suppose maybe if I asked him, he'd have a problem with it. But it, how many it times do you call him Erkani? Er- <laughs> <laughs> I, I feel like he gets Erk a lot. Erk. Erk, 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 Bless him. Um, so, have you managed to get drunk with your friends at all on a Zoom call, or have you just no. been too busy in love? No, no, no time. I'll be honest. And Lindsay's doing that really well. So they've she's put something. We do it well up north. <laughs> she's done been better at doing regular things in the diary and keeping some sort of structure in her life. So every Friday, her her thing is it's friends and family mixed. Bingo. 
Like oh. start bingo at 7 p.m. and at 1 a.m. they've long forgotten the bingo and they're all still like it's all about nine floated heads all ratted. But <laughs> Lindsay's very much mixes up. There's Pauline who's 70 who used to be friends with her nana. There's her friend Georgia as well, and everyone's all muddled together. There's oh. like 70 year old aunties, 30 year old friend. Uh, everyone's all, all muddled in, and they all just get absolutely wankered. And I, sh- me and my mates, we should have started something like that. We really mm. should. And I suppose a little bit with me is. I think I've done like eight tours back to back. Mm. And the novelty for me is just sitting on my own watching a film. It's not yet boring Mm. or depressing to sit on my own doing nothing. And I can't decide if that's terrible or brilliant. Um, But on that Friday, I think I can just sit here. Minna's asleep. I can just fucking watch Taken, pretend to be Mm. Liam Neeson. I will find you. Drink a bottle (laughs) of wine. Get pissed off my head while a (laughs) seven-year-old man machine guns his way around New York. It's fucking heaven. (laughs) But everyone's got different ways of coping with this, and this is why, like the podcast, this podcast sort of came about. It's hard, it's uncomfortable, it's scary. But everybody's got different ways that they're managing to get through it. And obviously, Lindsay's is keeping in touch with the people who mean something to her. It's being social. It's having some semblance of a routine. But there's no shame in it if yours is like actually just enjoying your own company. I bet it must be nice sometimes to turn off Russell Kane. Is it? Yeah, it is. It's. I feel like I've had a year of my retirement forced on me early when I can actually enjoy it. Um, because you know what stand ups are like. We sort of go until we're Ken Dodd, basically. I mean, some of them never retire. Um, and to take a year now, particularly the timing for me, because Minna's four, she starts school in September, so it's that last right. magic year. She's not actually missing an education, and yeah. to get that last sort of baby ish year with her. Mm. And to be forced to take it, and I'm brought up, I come from a council estate and then a council house and a council road. The guilt at not earning money is stamped into my core. As soon as I'm not earning money, I feel like a failure as a human being or lazy or on the social and all that stuff I grew up with around me. Anyone who's on the social is lazy. Whereas I've got, there's nothing I can do now. Mm. I have to sit here. I have to not earn money. And it's quite refreshing. Um, and I know so many people are having such a negative experience with this and this skin, and I feel awful saying it, but I can only give you my experience. Just pure luck, pure fucking luck. I just finished a tour and it had paid out, or I too would have financial issues. But yeah. my, tour, my tour had just paid out, and I've got six, seven months to just stop. I've been running around like that for a decade, TV, mm-hmm. podcast, radio, tour, tour, tour. I do two hours every night, bang, bang, bang. And it's been nice just to stop. And that for me is, is the novelty. Hanging out yeah. with um, my daughter and, um, and my wife, and then just watching, just watching shit film. I've got the, <laughs> you know, Roma, that that Roma, the Oscar-winning black and white tear-jerking drama, which is about this Clino. That film was made for me and my my love of arty film. I've not watched that. I've not watched anything <laughs> like it. I watched Predator, Predator Two, Predator Again, Taken Two, Alien, All the Fast and Furious. Yeah, oh, that's all it. Yeah, I have. I watched the new one, with The Rock. <laughs> And I'm just like, that's what I want to watch. And I I don't want to be ashamed to admit it. Russell, I'm going to have to stop you there. I forgot how much you could talk. (laughs) I thought the Corona quiz would be quite short. But between me and you, um, we are now going to have to roll into part two. So why don't you guys join us after the break, where we'll be having the rest of the Corona quiz and Russell's take on mental health. And we're also going to be joined by my amazing life coach, Bill. So loads of not, not to miss moments, basically, guys.
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.